Good morning and welcome to morning prayers. I invite you to rise if you are able and join in the Psalm 122 found on page 61 of the Black Appleton Psalter. We will read responsively by whole verse. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Jerusalem built as a city which is bound firmly together. Their thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good.
My friends, this has been a difficult year for me. It's been difficult for me professionally. It's been difficult for me spiritually. This difficulty is not a result of the customary markers of professional success or failure. To the contrary, I have an incredible job. I'm blessed to work alongside some of the most thoughtful, dedicating, and interesting educators and administrators on the planet. The staff of the Memorial Church, they never cease to amaze me with their dedication and with their brilliance. My students are top notch and I am part of a loving community, a gracious community of faith that covers me in prayer and my family with kindness. Yet no matter how privileged I am personally, it's hard to ignore the seemingly prevalence of pain that's in the air. 2016 was rough. Like many of you, I can't ignore the storm clouds of dread and despair that have hovered over our nation and our world. Terror in Aleppo and Orlando. The political authorization of xenophobia in Great Britain, France, and Germany. And the enabling, if not full-throated endorsement of misogyny, Islamophobia, and state-sanctioned violence here in the United States. Regardless of political affiliation or cultural background, we all feel it. We may interpret it differently, but we all live under the weight. It's difficult to deny that social uncertainty is fueling personal anxiety. Whether one lives along the coast or in flyover country, feelings of fear have stitched us into a large quilt, a large quilt of disquietude. This is why, in part, I'm having a hard time professionally. This is why I'm having a hard time spiritually. For like many other rabbis, preachers, imams, and chaplains, we feel this burden. No shoulders are broad enough to bear the weight of this responsibility. People are looking to us with one clear and one consistent question. During times like these, is there a word from the Lord? This question might take particular forms and sometimes it comes quite particular. Does God have anything to say about the massacre in Orlando? What would God have us to do when it seems that our faith is futile in the face of systemic evil? However the question comes, it, they can all be summarized succinctly into is there a word from the Lord? This is why. This is why I've spent many hours meandering aimlessly around melancholy. I've spent numerous days trying to deflect doubt and as many nights trying to evade debilitating symptoms of disbelief. Unsure about anything in this life, other than how ill-equipped I am 
to be a bearer of good news in such trying times. But as often is the case, I've found history to be a source of suffer. I've attempted to rediscover inspiration, if not healing, in our task here as educators. As the Dean of Harvard College, Professor Karana, states so consistently and compellingly, the aim of a broad-based liberal arts education is to promote learning of the past and the present. This way, our goal is not just to help students produce new knowledge, it's to help them see how they are a part of a larger human community, communities of interest and interdependence. The great American sage James Baldwin articulated this idea even more succinctly. As he told an interviewer in 1963, you think your pain and your heartbreak are unprecedented in the history of the world. But then you read. And it's in reading that you're taught that the things that tormented you the most were the very things that connected you with all people who are alive or who have ever been alive. And so, with this in mind, I've spent the past few months sitting at the feet of my teachers both contemporary intellectuals and those who lived generations gone by, from William Sloan Coffin to Mary Doria Russell, from Ella Baker to Colson Whitehead. They each have reminded me that the realities of life are always more beautiful and more terrible than we can fathom in any given moment. Life is more complicated than we can comprehend, but it's also filled with more possibility than we often are able to imagine. Within communities of faith, this is the grounds of what we refer to as hope. The ability to imagine and work toward a more just, a more loving, a more inclusive society. Hope pursues the possible. It desires the incredible. Hope challenges us to put our trust in something outside of ourselves and work towards something bigger than ourselves. Hope is the life vest that can save us from the dangerous rip currents of despair. Hope, it may not immediately change our situation, but hope can change our orientation to our situation. Hope may not immediately solve our problems, but it can provide us with emotional resolve not to accept the problems of life as an unchangeable fate. For this, my friends, I'm having to remind myself each day is the difference between hope and despair. For despair rationalizes and justifies what is. Hope keeps calling it into question. Despair adapts to our current reality. Hope resists. And despair focuses on the present. Hope has a vision of what's possible. And this is why this morning, though we all may feel the weight of despair, I'm convinced that we can persevere.
There are too many testimonies of those who were weary, they ran on. These testimonies give me strength. There are too many in this room, too many in this room who have overcome overwhelming odds and have challenged inimical circumstance. You give me hope. And so this is my prayer for this community today. May we lean on one another to find strength. May we join with one another to find resolve. And may we work with one another to identify a better vision for tomorrow. For in our collective strength, our effective collaboration, and our expanded vision, I have hope. Amen. Let us continue to pray as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you would rise, if you are able, and join in singing hymn number 131, Jesus, the Light of the World.
now the benediction. Into the day, go with peace, mercy, God's truth, and love. And may God's richest and abundant blessing rest and abide with you and those you love this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.